Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening to Dairyland Talk. I'm Brandon Carwile, along with Gage Bridgeford, uh, bringing you uh, all the latest Packers news. We're going to start off with the official coaching announcements that was made by the uh, Packers today. They have officially announced Kirk Olavidati as the inside linebackers coach, Justin Uden as the tight end coach, Adam Stenovich as the offensive line coach. Uh, now, this news had kind of surfaced a few days ago. We touched on Olavidati as well as Stenovich. Um, so the new guy uh, who's come to light is Justin Uden, who's still kind of raw, came into the league um, in 2016, and he's been with um, the Atlanta Falcons for the past three seasons. And he's been there, uh, actually an assistant offensive line coach. So he's going to be transitioning to the tight ends coach. So it's safe to assume the Packers are going to look to um, look at adding a, a more of a blocking mentality. I think that's a safe assumption to their uh, tight end group, which is something that's been severely lacking over the uh, you know couple of last couple of years. Um, certainly when you look at Jimmy Graham, his blocking effort was pretty atrocious this past season. Wait, he showed effort? What uh, game were you uh, watching? Yeah, it was terrible. Um, I mean, he, he threw some chicken wings out there, uh, just to try and deter somebody. I mean, he offered little to no resistance in the run game and, and, and from what I saw, but. Uh, that's really not what he was brought in to do, but you'd at least like to see a little bit more enthusiasm. Something. At least, like, fool me. Uh, my uh, coach in high school baseball, to like to all the bigger guys that didn't really like to run, he'd be like, just at least try and fool me. Like, do the fat man wobble, which is just, like, kind of wobble back and forth. Put in some effort. Uh, don't, like, don't mistake activity for effort or activity for like accomplishment but like do something and he didn't really right. do a whole lot in that regard yeah don't be an asshole about it basically yeah um, so i think it was a good hire i like how it, it's it feels like lafour is really trying to establish a, a good a group of um guys to kind of get the most out of the packers run game um i feel like Adam or Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams are going to be, you know, fed the ball a tremendous amount in 2019. Um, the Tennessee Titans were, if I remember correctly, eighth in carries. And I, I know they were in the top 10 in uh, a, a rushing attempts. So I think that's safe to assume the Packers are going to be right around that mark as well, which I think will equally benefit Aaron Rodgers, take some stress off of him. Uh, what do you make of that decision, Gage, to bring in Justin Uden? And what do you think we can expect from that tight ends group as well as the run game moving forward? Uh, I'm all for it. Uh, I personally, I think that it, it uh, a lot of people were probably thinking that that meant, um, what's his name, uh, Mercedes Lewis. Everyone kind of thought he was kind of out the door, but I think that um, this signing might actually mean he might not be not be out. Uh, he was kind of misutilized last year. He was brought in to be a blocker. He was one of the best run blocking tight ends in the NFL in 2017. And then la last year he struggled to even crack the rotation. Um, also, uh, Tennessee was ninth in rushing attempts last year. Um, they were at 454 and the Rams were eighth with 459. So 
Um, but I'm all for it. Um, I also wouldn't mind seeing Bob Tanyan back. Bob was a big guy. Uh, he had a bad bat bad drop late in the season that kind of looked really bad because he was wide open. Um, and then that that was part in one of the games that really put the nail in the coffin. But he's a he's a big guy. He's young. He's young, and he um, I feel he can kind of be kind of that dual threat tight end almost like he can block as well as pass catch. And I think he'll be super cheap, so I think the team, and unless they just really don't want him back, would, would he'll probably be back with them next year. Um, and and uh, this isn't the first, uh, like you and I talked about before we got started here, this isn't the f- first time we've seen a guy go from O-line to tight end, but it's I think Jimmy Graham is not, obviously he's not the long-term solution, so if Uten can show some success this year, uh, I think that, who he can be uh that guy the guy at the tight end spot for a long time for sure and he's a young guy um and i like how you brought up mercedes lewis uh i feel like he kind of burned his bridge when he went on yahoo sports with martellus bennett and just kind of threw mccarthy under the bus and kind of um gave an inside look of that rogers audible um, I believe it was against Buffalo. The Bills. Yeah, it was against. Yeah, the, it was, yeah, against, it was against the Bills. Um, but I, I honestly don't care. I don't care that he did that. I would still bring him back. I was a huge fan of the Mercedes Lewis signing last off season um, because he was just a different type of tight end that they usually bring in. And the fact that he only would get maybe he was lucky to break double digit uh, snap counts on a weekly basis, which was really, um, you know. I don't know. It was just, it was really tough to watch because every time he was in the game, you almost, it was almost guaranteed to be a run call. In my, it, it, that's what I saw. Yeah, that's um, that's something that hopefully Lafleur kind of fixes, and uh, not just the Packers offense, but a lot of offenses in the NFL. When certain guys come on the field, you know what the play is going to be, and that's a problem. You need to be able to run out of multiple looks, um, throw out of multiple looks. Uh, one, I forget who it was. The other night uh, I was on Twitter and someone asked why more teams don't run the quarterback sneak out of the, sh- out of the, out of like 11 and 21 personnel. So just like everyone is like, whenever you bring in the jumbo package, that's when they do the QB sneak. And I was kind of like, you know what? That doesn't make a lot of sense. Why wouldn't you spread the field out and have less bodies up near the line of scrimmage for a play like that? So I think that uh, LaFleur will probably bring – if they bring Lewis back, he'll be more than just a extra lineman essentially, and I'm all for that. Um, I like ha- having versatility because it keeps the, uh, the defense off guard, makes your offense unpredictable, and that just makes you uh, all the more productive. Right, right, and and that's something Lafleur is is kind of addressed. You know, he keeps referring to the um, what is he? He refers to it as the illusion of complexity. Um, so it's like, okay, so it's he says the illusion of complex complexity is basically going to be like, you know, there's going to be a bunch of moving parts, but in reality, his offensive concepts are going to be pretty simple, um, and it's kind of just tapping into this new wave of the the new offenses that have a lot of motions um you know a lot of misdirections and i'm all for it for sure um i'm really excited to see what uh lafleur has installed so far i know he's talked to a number of players Devonte adams uh 
commented on him at the Pro Bowl this week, said he was really excited to work with him and uh, spoke to his um, innovations that he's already shed light on. Um, I don't know if you heard that, Gage, but uh, no, I think it's encouraging that Adams you know, spoke up for him. Uh, yeah, I especially, especially after the news came out um, before they had announced LaFleur that uh, – they were considering that they uh, that Devonte really wanted Joe Philbin back. I was like, oh, I'd rather him not come come back. So uh, I like that Adams and we haven't obviously we haven't heard anything from Rodgers yet. But I'm I was all for Adams coming out and saying, yep, I like it, I like what we're seeing. And uh, one th- one thing that you kind of mentioned uh, earlier with uh, in in regards to the complex looks, but it's like simplistic systems, kind of makes me think of how Petten runs his defense, like mm-hmm. Pet. Penton throws all sorts of crazy looks at defense or at offenses, but at but as soon as the snap starts, it simplifies a lot, and and that's I mean that can be kind of a problem. But if you are able to keep it complex long enough for like your pass rush to get home or your corners can hold up, it it can work really well. And so at the end of the day, it's all about it's all it's all a chess game. And if our offense is able to throw a really complex look that frustrates it defense even if it's super simple it's going to end up working out in our favor it can be does it can look like the like a rams offensive play where they it looks like they got two two reverses going on and ends up just being a simple draw play and it gets 10 15 yards so i'm all for it the innovation is the way that the nfl is going right now and the innovative offenses are generally the ones that are playing for titles see all four of the teams that were in the championship game are some of the most innovative teams in the NFL. For sure. We saw it this weekend. Um, yeah, like you said, every team had – it was all the, it was all the best offenses in the NFL, and that's what LaFleur is going to strive to build. And the Aaron Jones fans will be, you know, supremely happy next year, I, I assume. Um, Jones is going to get fed the ball a ton, um, and that should open up – the uh, door for Jamal Williams as well, who kind of played second fiddle for the second half of the year. Um, so hopefully Rodgers will speak up soon. It'd be nice to hear from him. Uh, I'm sure, I think he is playing in the Pebble Beach Pro-Am in a couple weeks, so maybe he'll we'll get a sound bite from him. That'd be awesome just to comment on, on LaFleur or, or the direction of this organization as a whole. Um, but we can go ahead and transition to uh, free agents. Gage and I are each going to choose a free agent we'd like to see brought in and discuss them. So, Gage, I'll let you go ahead and kick it off. Who did you have in mind? Uh, so, obviously, the free agent market this year at wide receiver is pretty slim. And the Packers actually have a lot of good receivers. Um, like, they have the the three young guys they brought in last year, which MVS and EQ both showed some promise. Jamon Moore was kind of a lost year, but... I'm still holding out hope that because wide receiver can take a little bit of time. So I'm holding out hope that he's going to have a better year too. And Devonte is obviously Devonte, but I'd like to see them add a slot guy. And Randall Cobb is 29. He's dealt with injuries and he's just not as explosive as he was earlier in his career. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to, but I'd like to see them bring in another slot guy and a guy that had an amazing season. I know I had him in fantasy. He did great for me was Adam Humphreys. Humphreys had a quiet, like had a, quietly really productive year he had 76 catches on the year he had 816 yards five touchdowns he had a streak of like three three straight weeks with touchdowns which was pretty impressive um and he's also not going to be extremely expensive he's 26 so he's three years younger than Cobb 
and he doesn't even have as many NFL snaps as Cobb does because Cobb obviously came to the league really young. So I um, I like Humphreys a lot. Um, I like that he's able to kind of play out of the slot. He gives the team a good – he gives the team like that consistent guy that's going to be there for you on every possession. Um, and he's also he, – he's like I said, he's only got – two let's see what four years of nfl experience so he's and he's uh, another i can't i kind of think he's an undrafted guy yeah he's an undrafted guy so i just like that he's gonna get he gives them kind of that similar cob feel like he's a smaller guy that knows how, but he plays bigger than he is and he plays a position of need and he's not going to be crazy expensive i think that there's a lot of benefit to bringing him in and um i think that it'll also help the younger guys give them some time to kind of develop more because MBS is still really raw. Um, EQ has a has uh, I felt showed more polish as the year went on. MBS is really raw, needs time. Same with EQ and Jamon, and just give them time and give uh, Rogers more weapons. So that's my that's my one guy that I would really like to see the team target when free agency kicks off because I feel like there's other guys like Golden Tate. Um, I think Cobb will have a good market. Uh, John Brown of the Ravens, I think is going to have a big market that there's all these guys that I think are going to kind of take up a lot of the money. And I think Humphreys might kind of slide through the cracks a little bit. For sure. I, I, I love the Humphreys pick. I actually, um, I believe it was last week. I had my article go up of my top three, uh, targets for the slot. Uh, number three was John Brown. He's a speedster, speed demon spent this last year with the Baltimore Ravens, had some success there. Uh, number two was Golden Tate, who's a little up there in age, but I think he'd be a good fit. Um, and I don't think the Eagles are going to be able to hang on to him because they have some cap issues. Um, not even I don't even think he expects to be back there, but I think he could be a nice veteran who's been solid and hasn't been hurt uh, for most of his career. Um, but number one was Adam Humphreys. I, I'm fully on board the Adam Humphreys train. He's probably my number one target. In the, in the entire free agency uh, pool. I love what he's done this past year. He's, he's progressed in each season. Um, he, he's worked with multiple quarterbacks, Jameis Winston uh, and Ryan Fitzpatrick, and he, he did well with both of them. So I don't think he'd have any issues, uh, you know, getting along with Rodgers and fitting in to the system uh, that LaFleur is going to, uh, you know, um, install so basically uh i think spot will will do a lot for this offense moving forward i don't think eq or mbs is ready like you said um they need someone who who's who's smart and is not going to run into coverage i saw a lot of issues where eq and mbs were slow to recognize zone coverage and they'd kind of um, take away throwing lanes from Rodgers because they uh, they run through the coverage and instead of sitting, and and Humphreys pretty much just sits down all day. He's one of those element types who can find soft spots in the zone. So I think he'd be a great fit. I honestly think he'd be a great fit. And like you said, he wouldn't even be all that expensive. Um, he's he's 26 years young. Uh, he probably would have like a, a, from what I've heard, he'd probably have around a 10 million dollar. Uh, annual salary. Um, that's what Spotrack had him as last time I checked. Um, but that's, you know, the market's always going up. So that's equal to what Cobb makes now. 
Um, and who knows what Cobb's going to make on the market. I, I'm, I hope it's not that much because he's not, he hasn't been healthy. Um, he probably needs to take a short term deal, uh, that, that will, um, you know, hopefully let him get paid again in a few years, uh, or maybe just a one year deal would be best for him. But I would sign Humphreys right away to a two or three year deal to see what he can offer. Um, I love that pick and, you know, he's a short receiver, um, and I know the Packers are kind of trying to get away from that, but um, when it comes to the slot, you want a playmaker and you want a guy that's able to create separation and he has reliable hands, and I think that's exactly what Humphreys is going to provide for them. Um, so I- I'm fully uh, invested in the Humphreys hype, so to speak. Um, I love that pick, um, but it-, it wasn't my pick uh, for my top free agent target. I actually went with a defensive guy, a safety. I went with Trey Boston, who was with the Panthers this past year. Um, Pro Football Focus rated him as one of the top, uh, I believe he was in the top 20 safeties this past year. He uh, is only 26 and a half years uh, of age. Um, I just want to quick correct you real quick, uh, not to cut you off. He was with uh, the Cardinals, according to Spotrack. Oh, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the Cardinals. So, Trey Boston was, uh, according to what I'm looking at right now. Yeah, unless uh, unless he was signed, it says right yeah, here he's he a was, free safety uh, with the Cardinals. Yeah, he was with the Cardinals. Sorry about that. I'm actually looking at a video of him right now. Uh, Pop Brandon Cooks. He's in the Cardinals uniform. Um, sorry about that. Uh, he's been. He was been. He was awesome for them. I mean, they had a poor defense, but. He was actually one of their few bright spots, and and it sounds like they're probably going to move on from him. They brought back Swearinger, so I think he's going to have a pretty low price tag. Um, and the Packers desperately need help at safety. I mean, they they I don't want to see. Uh, I prefer not even to see Tremont Williams start uh, in the opener next year if it's possible. Uh, I'm definitely okay with Tremont not starting. Uh, I I love Tremont as a veteran presence. Um, and that sort of and kind of a mentorship guy, but I think he is at that point in his career. He's just he's not that guy anymore. Um, he he looked out of he looked out of position at safety last year, which obviously he was. Say corners his natural position. He just he didn't look comfortable back there. Um, and I think that the team can do. I think the team can do better. Uh, obviously, we talked about on the last pod about Ibrahim uh, Campbell being brought back, um, and mm-hmm. I I liked what he did. Um, and I think that there's um, better options such as Boston or um, Boston, uh, LaMarcus Joyner, uh, Landon Collins, if he was somehow not franchise tagged or signed by the Giants. Mm-hmm. There's, I think there's a lot of – like safety's arguably the deepest position in this free agent class with names like Joyner, Tom, Earl Thomas, Tyran Matthew, which I don't think that Matthew is going to reach the open market and just like uh, Landon Collins. I think Matthew's going to get snatched up by the Texans real quick. Um, so I think that I think the team can address safety between the draft um, with maybe that second pick. One name that I've seen kind of floated around is uh, Deontay Thompson out of Alabama. Um, so I think that there's just better place options that they can go with over Tremont. And I think that uh, I think Trey Boston is a very good fit. He he had a couple quarterback hits last year, forced a fumble, three interceptions last year. Um, which is as many as Ha Ha Clinton Dix had. 
Um, and it was in two less games. And Clinton Dix had, I'm pretty sure, all three of his while he was in Green Bay. So I think the so I think I, so I like the Trey Boston. I like the Trey Boston pick. I think safety is a super unvalued or undervalued um, position in free agency for whatever reason. Um, despite NFL, despite the NFL throwing more than ever, safeties aren't getting paid any money, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But you know what? If they can get a starting caliber player on a cheap deal, I'm all for it. Right, and, and and Morgan Burnett, who's not expected to be back with the Steelers next year, I realize a lot of people wouldn't mind a reunion with him, but there's a reason the Packers were okay with letting him go. He was mostly a a, a nickel linebacker. He just pretty much played in the box the whole game. He's not really a playmaker. Um, and he doesn't even really want to do that. That's why he's leaving right. Pittsburgh is because that's how they played him, and he asked, he's like, I don't want to do that. So... Yeah. So it doesn't um, make any sense, honestly. Yeah, which he now he was a very solid player when he when the Packers had him, but I think he's going to start to get a little older, and I think that he would just be being played out of position. The team has enough um, athletic in the box players, such as Josh Jones or in Burks. Um, they got enough athletic in the box guys. They don't need to bring one back. Right, right. And the confusion there was Trey Boston was actually drafted by the Panthers. So he spent three years with the Panthers, and then he's kind of failed to stick. He he played with the uh, Chargers, and then he spent this last season with the Cardinals. So this could be his third team in three years. Um, and he had three interceptions this season, which would have tied for the lead, uh, the team lead with HaHa Clinton-Dix. Uh, let's not get into that conversation, though, with Clinton Dix and what's going to happen with him this offseason. Um, but Trey Boston, um, only, he allowed a 61 NFL passer rating when he was targeted, uh, which would have been near the top on Green Bay's team. Um, I think Kevin King might, may have had him beat there or, or, or was close to that, but he was obviously very limited, very limited uh, amount of games, whereas Trey Boston played in each and every game. Saw, let's see, he played almost 14. a thousand snaps um, in total on the year. Um, so he he's durable. He He's still young. Three years until he hits 30, you can get him on a two- or three-year deal um, for a good price in my eyes. He He's not going to be – there's no chance he's going to be franchise tagged like these other guys. I see Joyner, Thomas, uh, Matthew, and Collins. Three of those guys are probably going to be tagged. Thomas is probably going to hit the open market, but it feels like he's kind of already headed toward toward Dallas and Jerry Jones' world already. So I'm not even sure Earl Thomas is is a legit <laughs> is is going to legit hit the market. Uh, you know that makes a lot of sense. Um, I do feel that Earl Thomas has had his sights set on Dallas for the last probably year, year or so, a couple of years. Um, and with that injury, uh, my guess is he's going to be looking for a expensive deal. It's probably like three years. He's probably going to be looking for something fully guaranteed since he's dealt with so many injuries over the past couple of seasons. Right. And now Dallas isn't exactly flush with cash, so that'll be interesting. But I think if he, he's to the point, he's already won a Super Bowl. Um, he's been to another one. He's been to Pro Bowls and All-Pro. He's probably ready to get. He's probably just get happy and uh, kind of live with his family, kind of similar to how LeBron just went to LA this year. Just kind of Earl Thompson's probably going to end up just wherever he wants, and that might be wherever he finishes his career at. 
Yeah, yeah, I could definitely picture that kind of ride off into the sunset uh, farewell tour for Earl Thomas, even if it's on a a one or two year deal, just go to Dallas. But that could actually be a good thing for the Packers. That could be collateral damage, which would allow Demarcus Lawrence to hit the open market. Um, He could potentially be an edge rusher, the Packers target in free agency. He's had a great year. Uh, I'm, I believe he had, let's how many sacks did he, he finished with this year? Um, I had it pulled up. Give me one second. He had 10 and a half sacks. So there you go. Would have tied for the uh, team lead with Fackrell. Um, maybe he would be more suited to play a defensive end, kind of like a three tech, similar to what Mike Daniels plays. Um, but I wouldn't rule out him rushing from the outside. I think he's athletic enough to do so. So if Earl Thomas uh, does decide to go to Dallas, I would think that would open up the door for Lawrence to possibly hit the open market unless they, of course, decide to franchise tag him. Um, I'm really starting to hate the whole franchise tag stipulation because that's just a huge wrench that throws in a lot of this conversation. Um, Well, this preliminary free agent conversation, we really don't even know who's going to be out there and and teams are going to start releasing players too. So the market is nowhere near uh, set and done yet. You know that, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Like there are some guys who, you're just you're never sure. Like you have, um, like if you look at Houston, they have two main guys that are hitting free agency this year: and Jadavian Clowney and Tyron Matthew. Those are the two main guys. They have more than enough cap space to sign both of them. But if it came down to it that one of them doesn't like want to sign, they could hypothetically franchise the other one and handle it the next year. Um, you could look at teams like the Giants, who Landon Collins is their main free agent. We talked about this. Um, last week, it was either on the pod or right after we got done. Landon Collins is their only free agent, so if they can't come to an agreement with him, they could easily franchise tag him. So while there while there are some teams where it's a little harder to tell, there are other teams where you're like, yep, this is the te- this guy. If he doesn't sign a long term deal, they will franchise tag him. So um, I think that the and I think that's something that'll will get a little more light as free agency gets even closer like as soon as the season ends and teams just start settling in and we start seeing what players are what rumors are going here and there and etc absolutely absolutely and we have a a big uh weekend ahead of us as well um before we wrap this up uh, i really appreciated gage joining me today we had a, a great conversation about the free agents we both agree on the additions of adam humphreys as well as Trey Boston, um, both are going to possibly have a, a affordable price tags for the Packers to target uh, come March. Um, but this Saturday, we will kick off the draft season officially with the Senior Bowl. So next time we join you guys for Dareland Talk, we'll talk about some prospects and who the Packers will target potentially in with those uh three picks in the first two rounds. So thank you everyone for listening. We will be back sooner rather than later.